What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite movie, media, entertainment news podcast. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Willis. And my name is Josh. And yes, uh, we're here again. We're getting a little close to 30 episodes here. It's kind of exciting. I know. Holy crap. That's a yeah. lot. Wow. Uh, this is 27. Yeah. So, oh, my God. Yeah, just in time for Thanksgiving, Christmas. I don't know. Yeah, the holidays, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll be into December. Anyway, um, clearly already super on topic with everything. Just let's kick it right off Woo. and uh, get your uh, what's your content that you've consumed this week so uh, the content i've consumed this week uh is going to comprise of one youtube video which is by the channel corridor crew i've probably mentioned them before on this podcast because they're one of my favorites they do a lot of vfx breakdowns and just a lot of they it's just a really cool uh reaction channel where like actual visual effects artists talk about some of the movies that we love. And so the most recent episode they did was with Brian Grill, who's a VFX supervisor for like a bunch of different VFX houses, but he's worked on stuff like Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, he worked on Free Guy most recently and a whole bunch of like Roland Emmerich stuff. So he breaks down like disaster movies and like these crazy, uh, I don't even know what to call it. I guess this engine that they use to make water mm. simulations and crumbling concrete simulations, and it's just the coolest fucking thing ever. So go check out the latest VFX React uh, up on Corridor Crew because it's just, it's awesome. If you love movies, it just makes you love them even more. Oh, and he worked on that that legendary sequence in Pirates of the Caribbean where um, Cutler Beckett is walking down the steps of the ship as it's blowing up around him. Like oh, in yeah. slow mo, like they did that. They do a whole VFX breakdown on that, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like it's that's yeah. crazy. One of the one of the greatest sequences of all time. So that's Ooh, cool. I'm gonna have to watch that. All right. Um, and the second piece of content that I sort of viewed, uh, turned it off part of the way through is, the, have you ever watched the Buddy Games? It's a no. it's, it's a comedy movie directed and written by Josh Dumel, and uh, it's kind of <laughs> based around his. I think his like childhood friends and they're like olympic style games they used to play together straight up trash movie like i turned it off 30 <laughs> minutes through I, I literally couldn't finish it it was one of the most embarrassing cringeworthy things i've seen in a oh, long no. time and the fact that he wrote and directed it and he's starring in it i'm like dude what did you do to yourself like this is a bad look on all fronts like you did not nail this it's sad and it's not funny and there's a sequence where he's just staring at olivia munn's like ass for like five minutes and i'm like dude you directed this movie like what are you do? what is this right now so you know how long this is holding for this is terrible so yeah the buddy games don't watch it half star zero star whatever anything lower than that um so yeah those are my two pieces of content nice. this week what do you got willis uh so my my first one is a show uh that i guess is kind of old at this point but didn't get a lot of notoriety um and it's called studio 60 on the sunset strip Mm, okay. uh, it's Aaron Sorkin's first show after West Wing. Oh, and it stars no Matthew Perry and um, Bradley Whitford uh, and Amanda Peet. It's really interesting to watch uh, in that the cast in it is like there's so many people that are big actors now uh, that were not as big at the time. Um, right. I don't know it's it's basically it's about a. Um, SNL type show that does like a weekly show and it's very Aaron Sorkin-esque. It's Fantastic. funny to watch because it's clearly 
him trying to figure out how to write newsroom. Yeah. There's awesome. a lot of the same <laughs> themes and ideas that he's like trying to play with, but it's just kind of it's it's not it doesn't it only got one season. It mm. gets it doesn't really understand what it is, but it's yeah. interesting enough to put on while I'm working. Sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's that's my first one. I've Hell been yeah. pushing through that season again. It's just fun. Uh, the second thing I have here is something that I wanted to make my like official recommendation mm. for the week, but it's a little harder to consume. So I've been I bought I think I've said on this podcast before I bought an Oculus Quest 2 yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. And I've been trying to learn more about like filmmaking and content in VR and stuff like that. And one of the things that was recommended to me was a short, I guess you'd kind of call it a short film, but Mm. it's entirely in VR. It's called The Line. Mm. Um, And it's it's hard to describe. It's a a very simple story because things aren't very complex in VR because of the sheer amount of graphics it takes but yeah <laughs> it's beautifully done it's wonderfully interactive um you can there's a trailer on on youtube for it um which gives you a sense of it but it's it was really like a lot of fun to experience and if you have an oculus headset it's worth uh, the couple bucks to download it's only i think 20 minutes long but oh hell um, yeah yeah and it's really really beautiful it's like uh, it's it's cool I, I also learned it won uh, best VR experience at Venice, I think, two years ago. Oh, uh, which was interesting to learn that the Venice Film Festival has a VR category, which I, gonna say. <laughs> I think this is more uh, more common than than some other people than some people would imagine. But apparently there's uh, an award for it. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are my two uh, things for the week. Hell yeah. Um, so in terms of the rest of the episode. Here's what we got coming at you. We, of course, have to talk about the Eternals. It wouldn't be a Pixel Splitters podcast if we did really uh, nerd out on the Marvel stuff for a little bit. But more specifically, we want to talk about like the divisiveness of it and a lot of the, I guess, drama is kind of the word, but a lot of the complexity, divisiveness. I've said it. Yeah. Polarization. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After that, we're going to stick with Disney. We, with this, we better have a good transition. Uh, We're going to stick with Disney and their announcement that some of their films will be presented in IMAX on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, Stay tuned for that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then finally, we're going to wrap it up with. Arguably the most important news. Yeah. Arguably uh, Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson are attempting. Well, I guess Vin Diesel is attempting to get the rock back into the Fast and Furious franchise. Um they have the two have quite the feud and uh Vin is trying to bury the hatchet sort of yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so we're gonna it's gonna be we're a, gonna get into that yeah we're gonna yeah always love it when we get some fast and furious franchise drama um, it's always good it's always good but all right let's uh let's dig into it so as is so often the case, I think, with this uh, podcast, Josh has seen The Eternals and I have not. <laughs> yeah, what's the uh, deal, man? <laughs> I don't know. I I, I like want to make excuses, but also like any excuse I have is really flimsy. So <laughs> but you're busy. I don't know. I live far away from movie theaters. guys. There you go. I, I'll be honest. Yeah. I live five minutes from a movie theater. So 
Yeah. And it's an AMC, so it's like it's very it's it's accessible for me. So sure. But yeah, so Eternals. Well, why don't you why don't you kick us off on this, Josh, as you've seen it and can keep us spoiler free? Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, that's the other thing is it's not going to be like we're not going to be talking about the movie, what happens, the plot yeah. details, because he hasn't seen it. And it's just that's not that's not what we do here. We're going to be breaking yeah. down some more of the, the actual issues going on. But yeah, so the Eternals premiered over the past weekend, uh, I think to the tune of like 70 million domestically, which is pretty good. Yeah. It's about where Shang-Chi landed as well. Um, but the bigger story here is that... I, th- I mean, even prior to Eternals being released, there was a lot of, I don't want to say backlash because that means there's something to have, like, there's something that they're kind of backlashing against. It They kind yeah. of, there was, there was divisive issues going, yeah, there's lashing going on because there are quote unquote issues with the amount of, I guess, diversity in this movie. Because for those of you who don't know, this cast is the one of the most, if not, I'd say the most diverse cast in any Marvel movie. I mean, we have people from... I would say by far, yeah. Yeah, in tons of different countries, speaking all different languages. Uh, like, there's there's a deaf person. Like, there's there's a gay superhero. So we, we have kind of a big gamut of superheroes here, which makes sense. Chloe Zhao is one of the filmmakers who... Yeah. It seems like she would bring those themes to the forefront. Um, but as it so happens in the world of 2021, a lot of people aren't super happy with some of these, uh, decisions they've made. And one of them being the fact that there is just an openly gay. And when I say openly gay, like, you'll know what I'm saying, like when you watch the movie, but it's not like in your face. I don't know. Not to be, that sounds like kind of callous. It's like, I I don't know how else to put it. Is it safe to say that like being gay isn't like the main point of the character in the film exactly it's not the token yeah. gay person and they're gay because of this reason it's just that's who they are and that's i yeah. think that's one of the things i did enjoy the most about this movie is these people are just people like they're not people but they yeah. are seen as just people but i mean we were talking before the pod and even before this movie came out there was a barrage of and i didn't even see this because i wasn't checking the reviews before the movie came out but i saw articles of like one star reviews like we don't want gay superheroes we don't want you know main characters who aren't well they didn't say who aren't white but it's like all the diversity issues going on here and it kind of took me as by surprise that there's so much there's still so much issue with something like this going on in 2021 where people yeah. have to outwardly be like, no, this is a bad thing. Like that just, yeah. especially when it's not, and I'll tell you, there are way more blatant heterosexual scenes in this film that are way more in your face than the, the well, gay yeah. sequences. I mean, that's one of the, <laughs> like, this is, uh, has the MCU's first sex scene in this, right? Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, yeah. So th- there's there's a lot to be said here, but yeah, it's just kind of astounding to me how this this kind of thing still keeps coming up, especially for a big property, and especially when people don't seem to have any real argument against it. Like, if you had an argument to say, okay, this why is this gay person in it, if they're only in it to push this specific sure. storyline of, like, I don't even know, I can't even give a good example of that, but just for this one reason, I would understand that. But if you have yeah. a gay character being a gay character is that not what we are supposed to be doing? <laughs> like just not <laughs> yeah, putting all like this exa- stuff out like, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's like the bit. Yeah. If it was like the stereotypical, like gay best friend in there and it's like, Oh, I want this character for, you know, comic relief and like, right. it's hilarious that they're gay and all that kind of stuff like that has more of a, a weighted argument than, 
I've been told in this film because they hadn't seen it. I've been told in this film that there is a character that is gay and boo gays and one star. It's it's interesting. The the one star thing is very fascinating to me because I'm curious. Like it's it's so odd how a rating of a film like spreads throughout like critics and things like that and like yeah like eternals not getting great reviews not getting bad reviews but like not not like being compared to the bottom of the barrel versus the top of the barrel yeah so like i don't know i'm curious like if this troll bullshit ended up like actually having a negative influence on people like because that was my first thing i think that i realized and i guess this isn't really what we're talking about but like one of the first things I heard about Eternals was that it was bad, that it was getting completely just like panned by critics and all that stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, looking back, I'm like, I feel like that was just like people being like, have you looked at its IMDb rating? It's like one star, like mm-hmm. everybody hates it. And yeah, and I don't know if that, I don't, I've gone on like Safari over here. I'm trying to come it back to the, uh, <laughs> the topic, but like. No, you got it. Yeah, like I don't, uh, I, I'm curious if that initial perception influenced people's reaction to it because like, it's way easier to hate a movie that you think you're going to hate going into it than, you know, the other way around. But to, to go back to like what we're talking about here, like the one star stuff, I'm like, what do you really think going on IMDb and giving a one star rating is going to achieve? Like, right. You know, even though I just kind of laid out the argument for it, but like, like, in all, in all honesty, like people are going to. Th- think what they nobody should be looking at an imdb rating a rotten tomatoes rating like a critic score rating and just being like okay this is going to determine realistically and i i'm guilty of it too everyone looks at them but it's like no one should be looking at these before you go to a movie so you can just yeah. watch the movie but that's yeah, where we're especially at if the movie's not out yet Ex- yeah well especially if it's not out yet for sure yeah um but it's just it, this is one of those things where i'm like rotten tomatoes like I don't pay any mind to Rotten Tomatoes. Usually, mm-hmm. a terrible movie is really rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, so that usually works out. But I don't pay any mind to that because there are some movies on there that I'm like, I straight up love this movie, and nobody else yeah. does. So that's just the way it is. And I think in this weird day and age of like people worried about being canceled and people worrying about like being made fun of or whatever, like you don't want to be that one person to be like, oh, I loved Eternals, even though everyone else does. I think that's also part of it because like I listen to like the Midnight Boys and the the Big Picture and all of their and they're all kind of on the same page about it. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, guys. I like, <laughs> I I didn't think it was as bad as everyone is saying it was, but it's kind of that thing where like nobody really wants to be that guy to say like, oh. I actually enjoyed this movie, even though, you know, there's all of this negative press surrounding it. And I'm not sure exactly where to, like, come out of this. Because, like, ratings aren't going anywhere. Reviews aren't going anywhere. But for something like this, I'm like, you should just go and watch it and see for yourself. Like, don't let people tell you if you like it or not. Don't, like, don't go in being like, oh, there's gay characters and so I have to think it's going to be, you know, something in my mind. One of these characters is gay. It's like, no, just go watch the movie. And, like, the characters, they're just characters. Like, it's not overtly, oh, this person's deaf because of this. It's like, no, it's not like that. So. Yeah. It's like, this is, there's just people in the world. It's just people. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) And I think that's kind of like what we're what we're sort of getting to is like all like there's so much in all of these movies. that's like hype beforehand, hype beforehand, hype beforehand. But it's like you can't listen to all of it because as soon as you get a preconceived notion about how a film's going to be, it it changes the whole 
the whole vibe for you. Yeah. It's like a chip in the armor. You're like, oh, well, Eternals is going to be a perfect movie. And then it's not. Then it's or then you're like, oh, well, okay, But yeah, I don't know. I don't have it's like I'm struggling here because I'm like, I want to just say, just go see the movie. Yeah. Like save your opinions until after the movie. But that's like sort of against the whole MCU in general of just like, (laughs) you know, it's basically what it comes down to is just go see the movie. You may like it. You may hate it. That's just how it is. But don't go into it thinking about these characters in any other way other than they're just characters. And I think that's what makes this movie so important that people are failing to realize it's like this. Yeah. Is it top 10 Marvel movies? No, it's just, they're, there's there's a very clear hierarchy, but that's just how it is. But this movie is doing something more important, where it's bringing yeah. it's it's this is the first time we've ever seen something like this, and that is so important because it didn't it didn't feel like something that was like yeah pointed at it like okay look at this cast look at these people look how they are look at their sexual orientation it's just like no these are just superheroes and I'm like that's yeah. what we've been waiting for and I think that's what people need to really start looking at with this movie it's like. Whether you liked it or not, like they did something that was so left field, which shouldn't have been left field, but it just is for the day, the time yeah. that we're living in. And so, and it's, it's you know, interesting. It's, it's like when you, when you look at it from that perspective, it's one of those that that part is more important for the MCU than the particular story of the Eternals or how it's, yeah. executed. you know what I mean? Like yeah. in the, in the same way that like Captain America, the first Avenger was just set up for the Avengers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like a decent story, but like it played a bigger role than just a single movie. And it's interesting and like a little bit meta to think of like, well, maybe this is playing a bigger role in more of a like, let's bring these things to the forefront because we're like, if it's a culturally like intentional movement, excellent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. and I think with this kind of new era of Marvel where they're bringing in people like Ryan Coogler and Destin Crutton mm-hmm. to do these movies that are very like, okay, do this. Do it your way. Like, make this movie in the way that you want to yeah. do it and show the themes that you want to show. Like, this makes total sense. It's like, okay, we had, you know, Asian representation and black representation. It's like, okay, well, Chloe Zhao is here to make sure that everybody has their piece of the pie here. Yeah. Um, and for that, I'm like, yeah, that's it worked. It worked. It did it. And uh could it have been cleaner? Sure. But it is what it is. You know, I, I look at it like this is so much more important than just, is this a good Marvel movie? Because there's so much more yeah. on the line here. You know, if this failed in that regard, like in, in the regard of like, oh, it's actually not good representation of all these people, that would have been way worse, in my opinion, than if the story yeah. just doesn't add up all 100%. Like, that's fine. It's Again, it's Marvel. The story usually doesn't 100% add up. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm okay with that. But so, yeah, I just think it's the importance of, of the themes and the fact that this movie got made in the first place and the style that it did. Because while it feels like Marvel, like you'll you'll see it's it's Chloe Zhao, yeah. like all the way. So, yeah, go see Eternals, guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> please. Just just because close I close out all the noise and just go yeah, see it. Yeah, do it. And I know that I'm hoping nobody on here is who listens to us is like super <laughs> homophobic or anything. But, you know, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So, Eternals, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, speaking of things, uh, I was going to say, speaking of theat- Disney theaters, I was going to put something in my into, into like motion here, but I, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, like I'm doing the same thing in my head, and it's like, oh, uh, 
all these connections just don't make sense. And you know what else doesn't make sense? So Disney Plus <laughs> has announced that some 13. of their 13 of their Marvel films will be presented in Disney Plus in IMAX. Yes. I think it's IMAX advanced or enhanced? Advanced? Enhanced. Enhanced. Yeah. Okay, enhanced. okay. <laughs> A new viewing experience called IMAX enhanced that as far as I can tell, is literally just a different aspect ratio. Yeah. Yeah. And not even like continue. So, okay. <laughs> Dear listener out there, if you've gone to an IMAX movie, and it's hard to tell sometimes, but every now and then, Christopher Nolan was really big on this. It will switch from like a widescreen format to like a full screen. It's basically full screen. Yeah. Um, and it's usually like a wide sweeping, you know, cityscape or something, you know, a big set piece. And that's because IMAX, official IMAX is in a different aspect ratio than yeah. 16.9 or 235 or, or anything like that. Yeah. It's so when it's on the giant screen, it takes up more of your total peripheral visual vision space, capacity yeah. yeah so it seems even larger and more immersed which works great when you're staring at you know a, a a wall that's four stories high right and it's kind of curved and you're in the yeah yeah exactly. when you're staring at your 55 inch 65 inch television it doesn't do anything i mean maybe but how could it if anything, but you're making the, the, the picture smaller <laughs> to yeah. get the rest of the picture in it. Yeah. So that and that's so and that's the other part of it is most TVs these days are in 16 by 9. So theoretically, you're going to end up with bars on the right and left. Right. It's going to be Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those. I'm like, are MCU movies traditionally like two, three, five or like a wider like anamorphic frame? I think it depends. Cause like when I was reading in that article, it's like, yeah, 13 of the total Marvel films will be shown like this, but only sections of like most of them will be in Cause they're not well, fully and, filmed in IMAX. So it's like, yeah. And that, I read that as like, oh yeah, the parts that are in, that were shot in IMAX. Right. You know? Um, right. But it's one of the, like it, I mean, I feel like we talk about this so often on this film, but it's on this podcast, but it's like this is a marketing ploy. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Like yes. hands down 100%. And I yeah. give like I give props because I have always been a big fan of IMAX, like not only as an experience, but like I think they do some pretty cool stuff as like a company and stuff too. Yeah. Like it's totally. cool. But this is just like an IMAX going like, well, how do we get into something in like the home video market or the home streaming market. Yeah. I think the question with this becomes is how, how will it be rolled out? Like it's going to be there. Yeah. But like, will it be like select IMAX or select regular? You know what right. I mean? Cause. Okay. So let me, let me pose this to you mm -hmm. since I've been babbling for a little bit here. Uh, disregard everything you, you, you know about like frame and IMAX at home and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. If you opened up Disney plus, and there was a big banner that said, watch Infinity War in IMAX. Yeah. 
are you more likely to click that button than not IMAX? Yeah, because like if I'm completely foregoing everything that I know about this specific thing and all of yeah. the other stuff, yeah, because it's like, oh, it, it just makes you think that you're going to be getting, which I guess it's true. You are getting something that you wouldn't be getting otherwise by like a couple, you know, inches on the top and the bottom. Yeah. But it makes it feel like you're going to be getting a, a, a completely different experience. A way which, bigger experience. Right, which you are getting if you're going to see an IMAX film in an IMAX theater. Like that yeah. is a different experience. This is like, like you, it's totally a marketing ploy, like you said. Like this is the biggest like, like well, let's and hear the, a buzzword, other... click it type of deal. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And here's the other side of it is like, there's no way that this is an increase in resolution. No, right? no, no. Well, it's I don't one of the. Think so. This is what I was struggling with when I first read this. I was like, is there like an argument to be made that this was shot in IMAX, which like seventy millimeter, mm-hmm. and it's been down resed to whatever four K. 1080 whatever your tv is mm-hmm. is gonna look better than just like mm. a sta- like the regular stuff that was shot in 4k i in that aspect ratio mm. yeah like but how i think that argument could be made but i'm like screw you no one's gonna tell the difference of that exactly like if you really get into the pixels i'm sure you could be like see some sort of difference in the like pixel spread or whatever, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so, man. I think this is just like cashing in on the IMAX name. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if there would be a better way for like better movies for IMAX to. Oh, Oh my God. Yes. To step into, you know, well, not even like, it's not even necessarily the Marvel stuff, but I'm like, but 13 at the same time. Ah, yeah. Yeah, because they, they said they're all kind of dropping on the 12th. So so yeah. basically, well, tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, if you're listening to this when it drops, tomorrow. So <laughs> Yeah, big day on, on Disney Plus tomorrow. Yeah, so I really don't know. I mean... There's no way that this is going to be that much of a better experience. Like, yeah. I just don't think it's possible because you're also relying on like, it, what if someone's watching it on their fucking phone? Like, what if somebody's like, is it going to be enhanced on just TVs or computers? Like, what's what's the setting? And like, is it really going to like, who's going to like, if you're just watching it on like a, a pretty terrible TV and you click in yeah. IMAX enhanced it's still going to look pretty bad, but it's just going to have more, you're going to have more of the frame in it. So I just, I think they're relying on people not knowing what they're actually clicking on. Like they're relying on, because if me and you clicked on it, I mean, I guess, I guess I would watch Shang-Chi in IMAX enhanced if it's on my TV, because why not? Like, I guess type of deal. Well, so the, the interesting thing for me is whenever I go to like an IMAX movie Mm -hmm. and like, I realize I'm in the massive minority here, but like every time there's an aspect ratio shift, it like makes me like blink and go, wait, what's, oh, you know, so like kind of pulls me out a little bit. So I'm not a big fan of like the, the ratio jumps there. Yeah. Um, I guess it's usually more when it comes back into it that I'm like bars. Um, Right. Cause it's very jarring. 
Like yeah. Nolan is the worst at it. It's just like yeah. big, yeah. small, big. Like I just remember the Dark Knight Rises was just like I'm like yeah. okay the whole first like ten minutes was all IMAX and then it mm-hmm. cropped in and I was like wait <laughs> what's going what on here? To the projector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. It's one of those I'm like so I'm having this like debate in my head because I'm ashamed to say I still haven't seen Shang Chi and I have been waiting for the twelfth for it to come out on Disney Plus so I can watch it. So IMAX enhanced. Well, this is what I'm like sitting here being. I'm like, do I watch this in IMAX enhanced? Like, is it gonna be anything different than like a like? Cause if it's in two, three, five, and then it jumps to full IMAX, it's like we're going from top bottom bars to left right bars. Yeah, that's that's like a lot. That's a lot. That's terrible. Yeah. Um. That that if that happened to me unpronounced, I would probably think there was something wrong with my tv right because it just doesn't if i wasn't like expecting it yeah right um i don't know now i feel like i have to watch shang chi and uh in imax just to like well i mean you might be losing something if you don't apparently so i I didn't watch it in imax so i who knows um (laughs) yeah dude it's such an interesting that like this not to go off on safari again but seinfeld just came to netflix and there was a whole big debate Mm-hmm. there as well because they cropped it to widescreen which like, um, dude, come on. which made a bunch of the joke it happened when uh simpsons went to disney plus too is they put it in 69 and cropped out a bunch of jokes it's like why where they point to the top of the, the screen or the bottom of the screen um i don't get it i don't know it's it's, it's a weird thing that's like we're in this 16.9 world now but I don't know. I don't think anyone will ever be okay with the the left and right bars. Which I'm like, dude, who cares? Like, realistically, yeah. like, I, if it's a good movie or a good show, it's like what the aspect ratio it's in, if, unless it's like terribly framed, uh, like, it doesn't matter that much to me. Like, I had just as much fun watching fucking uh, the Justice League in uh, two th- or three. Yeah. Yeah. So b- as much as I did watching something in like ultra two, three, five widescreen, like something like it's just, you know, so I don't. I will <sighs> say there are some times that it bothers me mm-hmm. watching. I know I had a hard time with like the first season of the Sopranos mm. because it's in four, three. Okay. And like I got over it, but like, I don't know. It's a weird thing for me that, that like, and it might just be because my brain like goes like four three every time it like starts, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know. It's I. It's weird. It is weird, and this this whole thing has made me think. Like one thing is I jotted it down in my notes. I'm like, why couldn't we have just gotten these in their IMAX formats already? Like I don't yeah. see why we had to wait for this whole thing. And that being said, why don't we just see all films that are digitally or streaming in their true aspect so ratios? That, like that'll be the interesting thing to see is like uh will IMAX enhanced start popping up elsewhere? Because Disney like does doesn't own IMAX or anything no. like that. So it'll yeah. it like is this just like the like it would be really interesting to watch the numbers of this go. Cause I'm like, how many people are like, Oh yeah, IMAX click. And then mm-hmm. IMAX is going to go to Hulu and Netflix and be like, well, look at all the, like, these are all the numbers that we got. Look at all these chumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From, uh, yeah, I don't, th- this, th- I got to stop just like abandoning my sentences in the middle of it. But like, 
yeah, like, oh, yeah, the, IMAX says these are all the numbers that we had from Disney Plus, and then Netflix is like, oh, well, let's do that on Netflix, too. And then it's, yeah. like, this whole thing that sweeps through everything that's, like, literally just, like, oh, yeah, like, sometimes the aspect ratio changes. <laughs> I mean, good on IMAX if they I can know. make that happen. <laughs> And of course, Disney was going to be the first one because, like, sure, another reason yeah. to like trick people to watch stuff on our site. Okay, Let go watch. Yeah, let's <laughs> make me go watch Infinity War again. Oh, is it different? Um, let's watch every frame just to be sure. Just to be sure, I didn't miss anything on the rewatch. Yeah, it's uh, it's genius and it's weird. And I don't. I think that. I think. I think we will if this is successful in any way. We'll definitely see it on other services, probably HBO and like stuff like that. Yeah. Again, I asked the question of like, why can't we just see every every film and show and their pr- true aspect ratios? Because they were shot that way to begin with. It's like if we're yeah. cropping it post, it's like that's not the way it should have been seen because they didn't shoot it like that. So it's, I don't know. If we can do this with this IMAX enhanced thing, we can just do it. So just yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just like present it native. Yeah. Just please. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, I I'm very curious. I'm gonna be clicking IMAX enhanced on Thursday or Friday, I should say, just Friday. to see yeah. what happens. Uh, that may be how I rewatch Shang Chi, just because I'm like, I gotta know. Um, yeah. You know what I want to rewatch? No, you don't. <laughs> I want to rewatch. Vin- I want to watch more of Vin Diesel and Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, on screen together in uh, Fast and Furious franchise movie fast and furious 10 fast and furious x yes Yes. Uh, i like part of me just wants to like pull a pivot right now and be like let's talk about how the fact that there's supposedly only going to be 10 fast and furious movies yeah fucking (laughs) right they're gonna until they stop printing money they're never gonna stop making those movies um but do you want to do you want to do a rundown of uh vin and dwayne's uh their history God, together so ridiculous when you say vin, vin and Dwayne. oh jesus <laughs> yeah sure so um i believe the rock aka Dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> joined the fast and furious franchise around 2015 2014 with i think Can we do was... a disclaimer right yeah. now that like we make no guarantees that we're saying the right movie in oh, the fast dude. and the furious i've got no idea it's it's they're all the same one now I want to read all the titles off at the end because I did that the other day and I was like, these are all part of a completely different series. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Um, but yeah, so the uh, so <laughs> the Rock joined the Fast family, I think right around Fast Five, if I'm not mistaken, and um, obviously is a big muscular alpha dude, and so is Vin Diesel, and so they did not have fun on set, so we're told, and I think famously had a huge spat a couple times and even so far as uh in 2016 the rock put like an instagram post out basically calling like didn't call him by name but he basically said the vin diesel is like a child (laughs) like (laughs) and super unprofessional and he wasn't he was like some of my male co-stars are great some of them aren't i was like well i think we know so they're not friends at all and they haven't been for a while and i think you know vin diesel or a the Rock did Hobbs and Shaw afterwards, and that pissed Vin Diesel off even more because he's like, "No, you can't have your own spinoff to my series type of deal." Yeah. 
Um, and so he wasn't in there any others. Like he wasn't in eight or nine. Uh, so he hasn't been in them since 2016. Yeah. But now, I think this was last week. We yes. have <laughs> via Instagram one more time. I don't know why these guys can't just like call each other and like get talk. on the damn phone. <laughs> like yeah. I don't understand. But we got another post from Vin Diesel, basically trying to call The Rock back into the franchise. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because of money? Do you think he's like, oh, The Rock made us more money? Like, why do you think he's doing that? I, th- as weird <laughs> as this sounds, I think, like, I think he's genuine about it. I think. In his mind, at least, like there's a period at the end of Fast 10 because he had said to, to a lot of people um, that, yeah, they were going to do 10 Fast and Furious movies and then that's it. that was going to be like it. Pulling a Tarantino um, on him. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, like, you know, they, they print money, like you said. So, like, yeah, you know, it won't just go away. But I think, honestly, Vin Diesel in his head is like, we have to make 10 the best of them. We need everything, you know, we need like all of it. Like yeah. it has to be a, a summary of the whole series. And he's looking at the whole thing with, with Hobbs and he's like, no, like if, if fast X is going to be the masterpiece that we know it can be, we need the rock. And I feel like it's like, that's the vibe I cut off of it. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I think that's what he was going for. I don't think he really hit the mark on it. It comes off kind of like, just like we- weird. It, that's it. It's weird. Yeah. It it like he calls him like his little brother. Should we read it? I'm trying to find it right now. Yeah, I, ha- Which, I have it right here. Okay. The photo is awesome. Why does his head look so big? I don't know. He there like, well, and like you notice that like they're the same height in the photo, as right? Well. Which I'm like they're definitely um, not the same height. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like a Photoshop. Yeah, it's it's a lot visually. Um, Check it out, guys. Go to Vin Diesel's Instagram now and look at this thing. It's still there. Two million likes. Um, So this was two days ago. So this was like over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. So here's, here's what this Instagram post says. It says, my little brother Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. Come on. There's not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I swore that we would reach and manifest the best Fast in the finale that is 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't Hobbs can't be played by no other. Double negative. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. So that is very dramatic. And it's all over the place. Like Yeah. Do you think it's true that they call him Uncle Dwayne? Probably. I I mean if it's I knew weird, Dwayne Johnson, like, I'd make everyone call him Uncle Dwayne. So I guess that's true. Fair. <laughs> um, oh my god, man! It's almost like a guilt trip thing too. 
He's yeah, like, it is weirdly like he's like you're obligated, like you gotta come on. Right. I'm you like, gotta he, do this. He doesn't have to do anything, really. Like <laughs> Yeah, he's the rock. He's a bigger star than you are, Vin Diesel. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, I'm like, sorry. Like it <laughs> That's the yeah, weird unspoken thing here. Is that like, yo, the rock is way more famous than you, Vin Diesel. And The like, Rock pulls in, like, if Vin Diesel is in anything other than, like, does he even make other movies? Like, no, right? I don't think so. That's It's funny you say that because literally I scrolled down on this Instagram post and that's, like, the first comment is literally, do, do you, you do any other films? <laughs> like, he did that one um, Bloodshot movie that was, like, yep. awful. Well, and then there's Chronicles of Riddick and, like. Sure, yeah. You know, like. But, like. Not really. Like he yeah. doesn't do anything except for these big tentpole pieces, and really, it's just been Fast and Furious for the past fifty, well, at least ten years. Um, I'm gonna and, look up Vin Diesel on IMDb, and we're. I feel like we're about to have like a revelation. That's yeah. He, he's to, oh, actually he, he's in like, Groot. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, like he was also the Iron Giant. Like it's just like <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like. All right. Oh God. <laughs> this is amazing. This is everything we hoped it would be. Oh Jesus. Um all right. So starting from like this year going back, there's uh-huh. the fast fast nine, mm-hmm. bloodshot, which we said. Uh-huh. I don't know what Fast and Furious Spy Racers is, but apparently that's a TV show. What? Uh, <laughs> Groot, 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 including Groot in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Ugh. Furious. I guess there was a triple X movie in 2017. Oh, I forgot about triple X. I forgot all about that franchise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Apparently so did everyone else. Cause like there was a movie of it five years ago that <laughs> no one knew. I would have been like, Oh yeah. That movie from the early two thousands. Yeah. Right. Um, XXX. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just scrolling through and it's like, it, like even going back, it's like still the same friend. It's like Riddick triple mm-hmm. X fast and furious. Yeah. Pitch Black. Yeah. Fast and Furious. Find Me Guilty. Did you ever see that one? Is and he a lawyer? We're back in to that? 2006 by now. Uh, yeah. Well, he no, he plays like a mob guy, but oh, he's it's directed by Sidney Lumet, and he's actually oh. really good in it. Oh well, shit. Um, okay, damn. But like in that, like I feel like Sidney Lumet could pull a performance out of anybody. Pretty much anyone. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're getting a good, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's also oh. worth noting that there is another Riddick movie coming after Guardians 3, after the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and after Fast and Furious 10, we're getting another Riddick movie. So, like, yeah, no, he doesn't really. He does the he, same he, three things. Yeah. He's got four characters. And they're pretty much the same character. Like, not really, so, but so, like. <laughs> so to come, yeah, I mean, basically, but to come back to it, like, yeah, like. The Rock is a bigger star than, uh, but like tenfold than Vin Diesel. Yeah, like you put The Rock in anything. Like we talked about this last week, I think. Like the star power of people. Like you could put Will Smith in anything and make it, it make money. Mm-hmm. That's The Rock right now. Like you can throw The Rock in a fucking Baywatch reboot and it's gonna make you two hundred million dollars. Like that's just how yeah. it is. Um, San Andreas again, wor- one of the worst movies I've seen in the past ten years, and that made oh, I missed. Sorry, I, I missed one other thing. Uh, Vin Diesel is gonna be in Avatar too. Oh, come on. I hope he's Sorry. not. Like, Sorry to interrupt. but like, I hope he's not like a Navi or anything. I hope he's just like Vin Diesel. Like, I hope <laughs> he's like Vin Diesel out <laughs> in the middle. He's in a tank top. He's just, yeah, Dom. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I kind of forgot all about Avatar. Um, 
but that's we could do a whole episode there. on that. We're gonna have to because I. I would also like to point in. I just clicked into the avatar listing, and yeah. it has all the characters. <laughs> this is so amazing. All of the characters have like you know Sam Worthington as Jake Sully, Giovanni Ravisi as Parker Silver, and then it just has Vin Diesel. No character name. Oh my god! It's was probably one of those things where he's just like, "Yeah, I'm in Avatar." Vin and Diesel they're like, "I Vin guess Diesel, he's in yeah. Avatar now. Like, we can't say no. It's everywhere." Like. <laughs> Oh man, we're gonna have to absolutely do an Avatar episode because I need to know what Jim Cameron is thinking. Like, I just, I, I was, yeah, I was thinking about it the other day because uh, I think they just delayed it again. And there's um, three movies you know, coming. Yeah, and he's filmed them. Like, what? They're in the can. Why? I will at least the next two he filmed simultaneously. Oh, like back to back with the first one or just yeah. back to back with each no, other? No, no, no. With back with back back to back with each other. Oh, okay, okay. Dude. So we're definitely getting at least two. Like they can't like bail on one because it's already. And they had um, better make a shitload of money because Lord knows he put yeah, a ton we should of money do, in. We should do a we should do a breakaway episode about Avatar because I'm sure there's so much hilarity we involved have to. in there. And I haven't um, seen it in Ten years, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, let me ask you this: yeah. Do you think The Rock will come back to the Fast and Furious franchise? I think he will. Yeah, just for yeah. no other reason other than the fact that like it's concluding. Some, I think Vin Diesel putting the like "Don't leave a series idle" type of deal. I think that's gonna hit him because he's gonna be like, "Well," and for Paul, yeah. like, there's a whole bunch of things here that's not like I don't think he's coming back for Vin Diesel, regardless of if he is comes it, back. Is Paul? Are we talking about Paul Walker for yeah, the Pablo yeah. comment? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm assuming he's saying. I don't know that. He calls I, yeah, him I don't Pablo, know. I, uh, yeah. But I'm just assuming it's Paul. Paul Walker. Yeah. So if it's anything, I mean, it's gonna be for not Vin Diesel. Yeah. But I mean, they're gonna pay him a lot of money, and I think that having him in the movie is just gonna be. I think he knows what that's gonna do to the franchise, and I think it'll he'll yeah. make the decision to do it. But it's not gonna be. For and Vin I will Diesel. say, if there's <laughs> one franchise that's like good at. Hey, here's like a five minute tie into a character from six movies ago. It's the franchise. It's the Fast and Furious franchise. Like it's true. They, yeah. you know, they've been. They did that with Vin Diesel in the third one. Exactly. Yeah. They, yeah. It's. Uh, and now we're here. And now here we are. Yeah, dude. I, I hold on. Let me just pull up the f- all of these movie titles because I was looking through them the other day and I was just this like... This is going to be amazing. Are you going from newest to or to From first to, to last, or? yeah. Because it okay. just gets h- more hilarious the further on you go. So, uh, okay. So, here we go. First one, The Fast and the Furious. Makes sense. Classic. Number yeah. two, Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay, I, you know, still Corny, makes sense. but sure. Sure. Number three, Good The Fast... The time, yeah. Exactly. The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Okay. Right, we've got a colon. We've got a colon. Next one is called Fast and Furious. The one after that is called yeah. Fast Five. Then we have Kay. Fast and Furious Six. Then we've got Furious Seven. Then we've got The Fate of the Furious. And then F9. <laughs> so, oh, because it's fate, like F8. Fate. It's F8. So. I don't know that I ever knew that before. So. <laughs> You could pick any of these movies out and be like, I don't know what series this is. Furious Seven is like, who the fuck is what? like F nine? I can't. Why are even... seven people so mad? Oh my god, man! It's it's the yeah. F nine should clearly be like a hacker movie. Exactly. 
it's just, I mean, they clearly know they're steering into the skid on all fronts with Fast and Furious, which I love. I'm just like, they just don't care. Like, none of them I story makes yeah. sense. Like, <laughs> I feel like the titles, like, they write it and then they're like, all right, let's set a five minute clock. We're going to have a name for this movie by the end of this five minutes. Yeah. Three Fast, Three Furious. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, uh, yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious. I didn't even see F9. Um, I haven't either. I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. I, the one thing I'll say about Fast and Furious is it's it's consistently something to like watch. Like it's they always put out yeah. one every couple years or every year, and it's usually the same quality. Like you're never out of yeah. Fast and Furious being like, well, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. It's usually like well, that was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So consistency. It's weird because I feel like it lives in its own kind of like genre almost. Because I'm yeah. like, it's not camp like it's not campy not really it's not satirical no it's like it's not it, it, like i'm just like it's it's i mean it's clearly like an action movie like you could say but like it's like this weird like it's not it's like absurdist. the level of yeah like the level yeah like it's the the level of i don't know what i'm trying to say but like where it lands on that spectrum is very very hard to define but they can thread it perfectly Right. Well, at least have, to me. I know a lot of people well, that are like, I can't. But guess what? I know Helen a lot of people that couldn't it. with the first one. but yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. And and the other thing is, it's like, with, with the whole spoilers, I guess, but Han, like, dying, quote-unquote, in Tokyo Drift, yeah. meaning that everything happening from Fast Five to Nine happened before Tokyo Drift. Before, yeah. Which makes no sense because they're all driving 2006 cars in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and then they're all driving like 2020 cars in the rest of the Fast and Furious. So it's just well, like, you know, they just don't care. Japan is notorious for being like, you know, way behind <laughs> the curve in terms of cars. And technology, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, they don't care. And I, uh, I can't, I got to give them props, man. The Rock, please yeah. come back. Please. And and like beat up Vin Diesel or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like I gotta tell you, I wouldn't mind another Hobbs and Shaw. Like I don't. I like the character. You Same. know what I mean? Yeah, it's perfect. Um, he's perfect for this universe. Like it works. Yeah, because he's like flexing out of his cast. Oh my god. Yeah, oh, it's perfect. And and even yeah. Statham, because like they have that delivery where you're like, you you pretty much don't buy what they're saying, but you do yeah. because of the world that they're in. It's it works. It just fucking works. Um, it's like a weird like there's <laughs> there's a weird comparison to be made between that and like the expendables. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which is a weird thought to think, but well um yeah, and the Vin Diesel not in the expendables. No. There's an expendables 4 coming a little off topic. I know but... and uh uh <laughs> Sylvester there has said that that's he's done after the fourth one. I thought he was done after the third one. I don't know. Yeah, I think he was done after the second one, too. I'm like. <laughs> oh, God, guys. I will say The Expendables is a great time. I mean, you get to see Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis and Chuck Norris all in the same room beating up people. Like, you can't. It's, yeah. For Terror another Cruise podcast. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bruce or uh, Jet Li and, yeah. Um, it's funny you said that, and I'm we're getting way off the topic here, but I, I'm like. How how hard do you do you think it would be? And I'm not saying that we could do this, but like someone in his life to convince Vin Diesel that it's a slight that he hasn't been invited into the Expendables oh. universe. 
I think if he doesn't he, think it already, I was gonna say he either thinks it already or like someone would just have to offhandedly just say like, I think it would just take the Rock being in one of them. <laughs> oh, if he's in number four, he first of all, I don't know ha- if he is. He has. I feel like he has to be right. I'm, I mean, he's like. A, I, well, we're getting into it. Yeah, yeah, conversation which, <laughs> here, but uh, it's fine. Uh, I I feel like he's like a different kind of action yeah like no one in any of these has anywhere near the charisma that uh it's true <laughs> that he does we're yeah. getting megan fox and andy garcia in the fourth one though okay so that's fine and 50 cent okay sorry i'm wandering around on imdb right now 50 cents interesting megan fox is interesting too she yeah this is way way off topic but megan fox is like i thought she was gonna have this resurgence and she just didn't and she just yeah. went hard into stupid, horrible action movies. Like, yeah, she's doing the whole like Kate Beckinsale thing. And I'm like, dude, you had another shot. And I know you're a good actor. Yeah. Like, come on. Why? <laughs> just not the not the spot. Yeah. You're not landing it right. Yeah. But um, neither here nor there. Megan Fox, Expendables 4. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully The Rock is in The Last Fast and Furious. Because, again, I think it yes. would just be if this truly is the last one, you kind of want to see everybody back. You know, I think it'd be cool. Because they've built a family. Well, <laughs> you know, La Familia. <laughs> See, I wanted to make another point in that, but I'm like, I feel like that's the perfect period. Is like this; these movies are, yeah, <laughs> it's family. Yeah, Coronas and family, guys. Nothing else. Nothing else to say. Jesus Christ. Oh Lord. Um. All right. Let's let's <laughs> leave it there. <laughs> let's let. Let's bring it on home. Uh, Josh, you got a uh, recommendation for us this week? I do. How did uh, we get here? What are you even talking about? I don't about even know, man. This was a <laughs> this was a ride. Holy crap. Le- ending it off on Vin Diesel and The Rock is it's something else. The, um, <laughs> ending it off on the tagline of the Fast and the Furious series. I know. La Familia. Salute me, Familia. So yeah, uh, my recommendation is way better than the fast and furious uh franchise <laughs> it's a movie that i actually hadn't seen until like last week and it's book smart which is an olivia wilde joint and it's fucking awesome i don't know how i didn't see this movie it's just i think it's just the sheer me- like like amount of films being released and i'm like i just don't know how i didn't see this but it's essentially like super bad for the 2010s with like two girls as the leads playing the evan yeah. and seth characters uh starring uh beanie feldstein and caitlin deaver who are just straight up comedic gold i can't even i was laughing so hard during this like harder than i've laughed at like judd apatow movies i'm like dude yeah. how is this even possible and it's so good. it's like ridiculously aware of itself but some of the funniest lines i've seriously ever heard whether they're improv or not um, their chemistry is just unmatched. They feel like best friends, which is not an easy thing to come across. Yeah. And it's just, it's like a kind it's a feel good movie. That's a coming of age story that I think is not that easy to do in 2020 or 2019 or these days, I guess, but they mm-hmm. do it really well. They land the plane like perfectly. Like comedy movies usually have that dip in the middle where it gets serious, which this does, but it hits. It's not like a, it's not yeah. corny. It's not cheesy. It's like, no, this is just the way that growing up is. And yeah, it easily stands up to anything that Adam McKay or Judd Apatow has done in the early 2000s. And yeah, book smart, guys. I don't think I knew that Olivia Wilde directed it. Yeah. That's why I was like, what the... Wait, let me... Hold on. <laughs> I want to make sure that I... No, you're, you're correct. Oh, okay, I'm, cool, I'm, cool. I'm looking like, at it oh, here. Oh, shit. Um, 
I'm also looking that apparently Olivia Wilde has a Sony Marvel project announced. I, I heard about that too, which I'm like, I mean, she's yeah. a, she's a great director. She's a great, yeah. Um, and does all sorts of genres too. So I'm like, she can fucking do whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, book smart, find it on Hulu. And if you really want to rent it, you can rent it on prime for four bucks. Uh, but it's a really yes. great watch. What do you, uh, what do you got Willis for this week? My recommendation uh, this week is uh, a movie that I just kind of offhandedly started watching the other day and watched the whole thing. Nice. Uh, I love that those. Is, that is 2016's The Nice Guys. Yeah, dude. With, uh, with, yes. With Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Oh, my God. Uh, directed by Shane Black. Yes. Is, is up there for the most Shane Black movie of all Shane Black movies. Oh, um, God, yeah. So it's uh, a mismatched pair of private eye investigators, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, trying to figure out the the disappearance of a young girl and the death of a porn star. And it's just the comedic timing between the two of them is amazing. And like you don't really think of Russell Crowe as like a comedy actor, you know, but like him and him and Ryan Gosling just hit so well. And it's so like well directed. Um, yeah. Very similar to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is yeah. <laughs> Shane Black's other noir esque. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just watched. It was like one of those. I was like, all right, I, I I'll put this on for like a minute or whatever, and then I was just sitting there watching it. And you like yeah. can't turn. It's one of those movies. It's like I mean, even yeah. Ryan Gosling, like you're not known specifically for his comedic timing either but he sure. like is hitting them like he's good on snl but it's like yeah he hits them and you're like dude that was perfect <laughs> great choice yeah. wonderful yeah. movie <laughs> the comedic oh god it's so good he's dying yes um great choice. but yeah so the nice guys uh hilarious where can you find it um you can find it on uh hulu it's on hulu i was gonna say i'm pretty sure and i you can definitely yeah. rent it on prime if you want to <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah oh good choice um, man that's an awesome movie yeah all right so that's what we got for this week that'll yeah. bring us home mm-hmm. uh josh where can people find you on the internet uh people can find me on the internet uh either on instagram at josh j fuller or on twitter at josh fuller 33 fuller spelled with no e you can also find me on letterboxd uh, at Josh Fuller as well. Um, that's just where I put all the movies that I watch. So follow me. Do it. You'll, you, you won't regret it. Where can people find you, Willis? Uh, I am also on Instagram and Twitter at Willis Film. Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd at Andrew Willis. Uh, I believe that's what it is. <laughs> I believe that's it. Like, yeah. Again, still just have the Jumanji review. Um, but one day. When you watch Shang-Chi on the 12th, please put it in Letterboxd. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you want to find, we'll bring it back. If you want, this is subtitle of this episode is let's bring it back to something. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find the podcast online, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. Or you can find us on uh, Letterboxd where we have all our reviews. Uh, at pixel splitters uh and do us a favor hit all those likes hit all those stars and reviews and all that fun stuff yeah subscribe uh, subscribe you can get more hilarious i don't even i got segway <laughs> segway yeah <laughs> hilarious complete drops of 
thought lines. Oh, guys, it's it's been a long week, and it's only Tuesday, it's so it's Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, yeah. Josh, let's we're home. End. As we, yep, this is where we always get to the end where we're like, yep, and we should just end this episode. Yes. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Go see a movie. Please. Yeah. And uh, good talking to you, dude. Yeah. Talk to you next week.